Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. I want to start by sharing a special story about my family. About six and a half years ago, I found out I was pregnant with my first child, Otis. And almost the very same time, we learned that my mom had metastatic breast cancer that had already moved into her lungs. And because we didn't know what was ahead of us, she pretty quickly retired and sold her house and left Alabama to be near our family in Colorado. And at that time, she bought a house about five minutes away from our house in Denver, and we were so happy to have her close. And then all the strange turns and twists of 2020 started, and everything was in flux. And, you know, we were just, we felt like things had been turned upside down, and we started to reexamine everything. And we wondered about selling both houses and moving her in with us in a different place. And it was it was just like an idea that we were kind of holding lightly while we watched for the right signs and impetus and the right thing to come along. And one day I was just kind of browsing around Zillow for fun, <laughs> um, just daydreaming and thinking about a change of scenery because we were so cooped up at that time. And I ran across a property that had a beautiful house with lots of really big windows and sky and light. And in the backyard, there was a carriage house with this cute little apartment that looked fully stocked and really modern. And I got this lightning bolt kind of hit in my body. And I told Matt and my mom that I wanted to go look at the property. And we did. We did that afternoon. And it was perfect. Um, Mom could live with us in the backyard, but but still have her independence and her autonomy. Uh, but we'd be right there if she needed anything. And she could help me with the kids being so close. And so we did it. Um, we sold both houses and bought this one. And right now we've been in this home for a little bit over a year. And it's been even better than we could have hoped to have her right here with us. And there's this window in her kitchen that faces our house. And in that window, there's a small lamp that she bought when she first moved in. And every morning um, when mom wakes up to make her coffee, she turns on the lamp to signal to my kids that she's ready for them to come play and that her door is open. And so many mornings, both my kids watch the window patiently. Uh, They're very early risers. So they watch until they see the light appear, and then they scamper up the stairs to see their Vivi. And it it truly is one of the greatest pleasures of my life, and so simple and so sweet. And the other thing that we do is each night after the kids have baths and bedtime routines, we um, we grab the kids and put pick them up and put them on top of this wooden dresser 
that's by the window in our house that's straight across from her window. And they wave and blow kisses, and she does the same across the way to say goodnight. And it's so simple, and it's so sacred. And this window, this view, and that little lamp is one that I'll never take for granted. We just found out that mom's cancer has moved to her liver and is spreading faster than we had hoped. But um, but each morning when the lamp turns on, it feels really symbolic and really special that we're gifted another day with her. And the potency of these ceremonies that bookend our day, my children's days, with such a sweetness, uh, because we know that it's fleeting and we know that it won't last forever, which makes it that much more sacred. And so because of all that, I've been thinking a lot about ceremony and what it is and why it matters. Ceremony is the packaging. It's the rigmarole that we wrap around something completely ordinary. And that wrapping, that carrying on, is what makes something sacred. And it's also the regularity of it, the repetition of it. You know, like the fact that she turns on the lamp every morning is a signal and that every night at the end of the day, that's how the day closes at that same window. The rhythm and the regularity infuses the ordinary with the extraordinary in that case and in so many cases. So what's the impact of ceremony? What happens when we live our lives with rituals like this? One thing I've noticed is that it helps to anchor memory and it helps to highlight important things. It, and it asks us to pay attention and to slow down and to take notice. And I, I also think that ceremony helps to mark time. I remember the first blurry days of motherhood because of the tiny parties that we threw around each thing like the first bite and the first step and the first smile and the first laugh and all of those things are marked because we made such a big deal about all of those um, little milestones. And I remember thinking back, it's been a long time since I've really thought of myself as a dancer, but I remember what it was like to be a dancer because of all the warm-up rituals I would have and the ceremonial repetition of my feet on the floor in the mornings before I took class. All of that hullabaloo matters so that we can feel the sacred and the buzz of daily life. Coretta, my daughter, who's, who's two and a half, is, she's kind of entering the potty training stage, <laughs> sort of. And she doesn't seem to be really ready to roll yet, but she's curious and she's talking about it some. So we're, we're getting out the little potty and she goes and sits down sometimes, even in her diaper, and we discuss it on a regular basis. So I think she's ramping up to it. And the other night for the first time, she got out of the bath and actually went to the potty. And we were all cheering and carrying on like she just graduated from college or something. <laughs> and she clapped and laughed and it was this really big ceremony. And later, I was thinking about it. You know, it's what we make of things that makes them sacred or important. It's how we carry on. 
that's what gives things life and prana and discussion. It's what it's what makes them memorable and markable. I think more so, at least sometimes, even than the thing itself. My mom treated us um, about a week ago to a spa day in Denver, just the two of us, and we had this incredibly decadent and luxurious day. And one of the things that we did was to get a massage. And I haven't had a massage in two and a half years, so it was really nice. And I was lying on the table face down with a light cotton blanket covering me, and I was waiting for the massage therapist. And she came in, and I I heard her take a, a deep breath. And she was standing over my body, And the first thing she did was something that's happened with almost every massage I've ever gotten. She just, with her hands on top of the blanket, she just pressed straight down on my hips for a long moment. And then straight down on my shoulders. And then straight down on my calves and my ankles. And it was like she was anchoring me first, maybe getting a read of my energy and what was needed, but it seemed really ceremonial. And then she sort of lightly brushed with her hand still on top of the blanket, lightly brushed all of my limbs and just traced my the, the, the whole top of my body really lightly. And then she was just still for a few minutes before she started the massage. So ceremony is sometimes there to set the tone And just to let someone know that they're beginning. Um, Before before we left for the spa, Otis was sitting upstairs with my mom and chit-chatting with her. And he was sort of pouting um, because he didn't want us to go. And he said, we were going to be gone for the whole weekend. And he said, what is a spa anyway? (laughs) And once she explained that he was quiet for a minute, and then he said, can I go? And she said, no, of course. But she said, maybe sometime after we get home, I can do a spa night for you. And I'll make you a bubble bath and bring you a sparkly water while you're in the tub. And then when you get out, I'll massage your feet and your legs with some lotion and, and get you all relaxed. And Otis was listening to her with very big eyes. And he was so excited. And now since we've been home, he keeps asking about when his spa night is going to be. He, he loves ceremony of any kind. He loves fanfare. He loves ritual. And I do too. Because it makes things feel rich and meaningful even when they're really simple. Lately, I've been using all these these really beautiful little plates, and some some of them are ones that were my grandmother's memo, who was my mother's mother, and some of them I've collected at flea markets and thrift stores and antique stores over the years. And I have one of those serving trays from the fifties that's that's pink and black, kind of shiny black. And it's a collection of little dishes that sit around in a gold holder. And you're supposed to put dip and appetizers and things like that. And they're um, like little tapas things. And I got it at a flea market a few years ago. And it for sure looks like something that you would only bring out for company. 
but I've been bringing it out like just on a regular Tuesday and thinking up things to put in it. (laughs) And Matt walked in the kitchen the other day and he said, oh, what's the occasion? Are we having people over? And I said, nope, this is just for us. This fanfare is just for us. Because why not surround ourselves with beautiful things, especially things that are sitting in the cabinet anyway, collecting dust, just waiting for the company. Sometimes the ceremony makes ordinary things even taste better, like the salsa and the the guacamole definitely taste better in my pink and black dish than it does in just a regular bowl, I think. Magic isn't complicated. Magic is the way that we see the most ordinary things. When I was little, I thought only rich people frosted their orange juice glasses in the freezer. And I thought this because I spent the night with my friend Ashley and her mom in the morning, she pulled out these tiny glasses with her manicured nails and her fancy kitchen. And we stared at her in our pajamas while sitting at the counter. I still remember this moment. Everything about their life seemed kind of fancy to me compared to what I was used to with two parents with teacher salaries and a really modest place. And I remember coming home and telling my mom about these glasses and how good the orange juice (laughs) tasted in them. And I think it was something, I, I think I said something like, when I get old enough to have my own house, I'm going to frost my juice glasses and that'll be a sign that I've really made it. And I remember my mom laughed and she said, we don't, we don't have to wait until you move out. We can do it today. Frosting your glasses doesn't cost any extra money, and it's certainly not for rich people only. It's so funny that I thought that. That ceremony of those juice glasses has stayed with me all these years and seems so simple and civilized. Have you ever watched a dancer before a performance? The way they warm up and the way they fine-tune their body in a specific way, the way the the layer of warm-up clothes over their costume to keep them warm and ready to dance until it's their turn to go on stage. Even the ceremony of putting on stage makeup, each dancer has a certain order and a way of laying out their tools on the counter and meticulously moving through that ritual. All artists have this kind of ceremony in one way or another. It's a preparation. It can be really meditative too, kind of a way of smoothing the ground. I think ceremony is probably why I've always enjoyed the Episcopal liturgy with all the formalities of the service. And I know it's one of the reasons that I fell in in love with yoga because the ceremony of just the physical practice is so exhilarating to me not to mention all the layers of mythology and intention and sweetness that's possible the more that you know about it. And I would say, too, that the last couple of years, I think, has amplified the idea of ceremony for most of us. We all, I think, have have refreshed our version of what home means a deeper connection to solitude as well as community and our homes are the place or can be the place for so much ceremony our mornings our meals our organizational ceremonies our night times and how we slow down how we speed up and even how we care for our pets can be ceremonial 
when I was pregnant with Otis, a few of my girlfriends that were really close to me got together and they did this little ceremony and kind of like a little shower. Um, and there was probably about six of them and, and they put together this foot bath and they soaked my feet in oils and salts and warm water while we sat around and talked and shared stories. And then they pulled my feet out and dried them off and rubbed them with lotion and did like a grounding foot massage. And it was shortly before the birth that we did this. And I remember how much this simple ceremony carried over into me feeling ready and peaceful for the birth. I felt like these women were ushered into the room with me when I went into labor because of that ceremony. And it gave me such a a peace. I, I have a memory. Um, it's kind of spotty, but Benjamin and I once tried to fry an egg on a manhole in Alabama because it was so hot that summer. And we lived in on this dead end street and the manhole was kind of in the middle of the dead end circle on Philbrook court And I think my friends Dana, Tracy, and Ashley were all there, all of us standing around in a circle, staring down at the manhole, waiting to see if the egg would fry. And interestingly, I don't even remember if it worked. I don't remember if it fried. I just remember the ceremony of it all and us standing there and talking about it and carrying on about it. It is worth all the carrying on, the good dishes, the tiny parties over potty training, wrapping the present and sealing the card, making the bed, small things like handwriting and laying out your tools before you start, all the ordinary things that make a life, all those things are sacred too. Rebecca Solnit, who always seems to get it right, says, the truth not only lies in incidents, but in hopes and needs. And that is what ceremony fulfills. It satisfies and satiates hopes and needs, even through the simplest things. And the repetition of ceremony has a friction that is also soothing. I talked about about it in the first episode of Things That Will Help podcast a few years ago about making my bed as a symbol of carrying on, just doing something towards the day and how that ceremony can be the beginning of hope. That container matters. The bowl you serve it in matters. Maybe even more than the actual dish. Because even sliced apples can be fancy and make you feel wealthy in the right bowl and memorable. And I don't know about you, but I want to have a life where my senses are alive. And I want to not only allow for beauty, but I want to require it to take time to make make it make beauty around me in the small ways the big ways i think that beauty takes hold sort of take care of itself the way that you love and are loved for just being you and for the legacy that you're working on right now but the small things we forget to be ceremonial about sometimes because we think it doesn't matter but it does. Ceremony seems to make way for beauty. And God knows we need that.
Thank you for listening, for taking good care of yourself, for slowing down to treat yourself to pleasure and to beauty. If you are enjoying my work and this podcast, consider becoming a patron. Your monthly contribution goes such a long way to support this little production, and it means so much to me. And you also get a short bonus episode of movement and practice and meditation to go along with each storytelling episode, and that will come to your inbox. Also, check out things that will help on Spotify. Um, Matt creates a playlist to coincide with every episode, and I think they are exceptional. They're eclectic and exceptional. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day.